Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the 1871 podcast again with Dylan Kerr, Johnny Hunt and me, Mark Roach. And yes, I did say Dylan Kerr. Dylan's back. Welcome back, Dylan. It's nice to be back. It's always good to be back. And we we were talking before this call. You you said it's like um, joining a a Right Said Fred convention, didn't you? Because we've got Mark (laughs) Nichols as our special guest. Last week when Brian thinking, what the hell is it? Are we we all doing? Right, said Freddie, yeah, yeah. We all used to have hair, but you've still got yours. So, listen, before uh, I introduce Mark um, properly, a quick heads up for you that our guest on tomorrow's episode, really looking forward to this one as well, is former Reading Chronicle sports editor Roger Ware, who I've known for a very long time, and he's been a Reading fan for 70, yes, 70 years. So, I'm looking forward to that one. and Roger will be talking about some of his memories as a Reading fan, and he's got a lot of them over 70 years, including his recollections of being part of the off the field team that helped to block the proposed merger between Reading and Oxford United back in the 80s. So that's tomorrow evening. Um, so I'm delighted now to introduce Mark Nichols, who played for Reading on loan from Chelsea back in 2000. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. How are you, lads? You all all right? Yeah, good, thank yeah. you. Good, thank you. We we always get a bit of stick from Dylan about the, the hair situation, so nothing's oh, new there. Yeah, no. Nah, I'm, I'm going to claim it's going fast and running with speed, but I don't think I was that pacey when I played, for sure. No, definitely not the case with me, and probably not with Johnny either. No, no, no. But, and, and obviously it didn't affect Dylan, because he used to run pretty fast, but there you go. It's so, only one way. You what, Sorry. Only one way forward. Yeah, that's it. So, Mark, you, you joined Reading on loan from Chelsea. I think it was the day before New Year's Eve in 1999, wasn't it? And then um, you made your debut, uh, I think, 3rd of, 3rd of January 2000. Um, how did the loan move from Chelsea come about to Reading? Well, it was uh, it was Alan Pardew at the time. I think he'd been a couple of reserve games. Um, I'd just signed a new three-year deal at Chelsea and I was... 
I was sort of like on the edge and I, I needed to go out and get experience. And it was just uh, after training, I had the, the shout to come in the office and asked if I wanted to go on loan. And I jumped at the chance, to be honest. It was it was going to be first team football. Um, I, kn- I knew a couple of the players that were there already. Darren Kasky was there um, and Nicky Forster was there as well. Uh, they, they were brilliant when, when I was there. They made me feel so welcome. Um, and I was asked to want to go for a month and yeah I just took it up straight away I, I, I wanted to get there ASAP and your first game for Reading obviously coming in as a forward was away to Gillingham um, as I say 3rd of January 2000 uh, and you scored on your debut obviously you know that any kind of forward would would want to do that can you remember that game oh yeah yeah I, I remember it um, it was it was an early kickoff as well I believe and um, I'm still trying to claim the fame of it was the first goal of the millennium on uh, uh, on live on radio. So I'm still trying to claim that because there was another game going on and they couldn't get to it and it come to us. So um, I'm still trying to claim that one. Um, yeah, I remember it well. Um, like I say, Alan Pardew put straight in. Um, he said to me, sort of like in the hole. Uh, I was linking up with Martin Williams quite well as well. Um, and we were 1-0 down. We, we were on a I say we're on a bad run. We didn't have no results going for us, to be honest with you. And it it dropped to me about twenty yards out, and it was a weaker side, to be fair. And I thought, well, I'm just going to hit this. It it, it it sat nicely. I got good contact on it, uh, and it went to the keeper's right. And it was just pandemonium from then. Do you know what I mean? Scoring your debut. We had a load there as well, to be fair. There was there was a load behind the goal, and then the and then. Uh, they scored literally about three, four minutes later, and then we got a penalty late on. And, uh, it was right at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. to be honest with you, I hadn't played a lot of games as in like competitive first team fixtures. And uh, they come over to me and said, Do you want the penalty? I went, I can't move. I've got cramp. I've got no chance of getting this in the back of the net. And then uh, Martin Williams took it, I think, didn't he? He took it and, and tucked it away. And we need to point there. It was, it was a good result as well because we needed it. Yeah. And you made um, your, your time at Reading on loan, you made seven appearances and scored three goals. I mean, obviously, a you know, good ratio. And, and your other two goals were in the, I think it was called the Football League Trophy quarter final. Um, yeah. And that was a 2-1 win at Bristol Rovers. And, and you had future Reading player Jamie Curiton. He scored the Bristol Rovers goal. But, um, you know, what do you remember about that game? Yeah, that was a, I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday night game. Um I remember the header, well, it was about 12, 13 yards out. And to be honest with you, I thought I was going to get clattered by the goalkeeper. And it was one of them ones where I shut my eyes and it sort of come off the side of the head and went in. And then I had a volley from about 25 yards. It, it, it was cleared to me and I was chested it down in the middle of the park and it just sat nice. And I struck it from there and it went in the back of the net. And yeah, sort of three goals in seven games, I was over the moon with that. I just, I just wanted it to be permanent, which... Obviously, we'll get on to in a bit, but um, yeah, it, it was a good time there for me. I really enjoyed it. Martin Allen come on board as well while we were there. So, yeah, and that that's um, that was an experience for sure. Yeah, yeah, and he, he I think he joined at the um, same time as 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 you. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he he made some changes straight away. That was for sure. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's ask you about Martin Allen in, in a minute, and uh, I know Dylan and Johnny want to come in, but you, you sort of touched on it there. I think the idea was that um, the loan would lead to you signing for Reading. So, you know, 
how did you feel about um, how the loan went at Reading and, and then why didn't it go any further? Well, I, I, I was happy. Um, I was obviously playing. I just signed a new deal at Chelsea, which probably killed me a little bit. Um, just on the fact of the fee that they they were they wanted to pay. Um, I spoke to um, Pards at the time and he called me in the office and was just about to sign Martin Butler um, from Cambridge. I think he come from Cambridge. And it was about three quarters of a million pounds. And he pulled me in and he said, look, we're going to sign Butts, but I still want you. He said, we've got to try and sort a deal out. Anyway, there was some phone calls being made with me in the office. There was some figures being thrown about. I knew what Reading had. I knew they, they didn't have a lot. And they wanted to make it up with appearances and they wanted to make it up with uh, like add-ons and stuff like that. But Chelsea just priced me out of it. And passed her around and said, look, listen, we can't afford that. We've just gone out and bought Martin Butler and that, that's, that's that. Um, if we could have got a deal done, we could. So from then on, I literally went straight back to Chelsea that day after the phone call and ended up, I think I went straight out on loan to Grimsby the following day. Mm. Um, but yeah, I... I, I was desperate to go. I'd, I'd scored goals. I'd settled in well. Um, it was it was where I wanted to be. I was living in uh, Sippenham in just outside of Slough at the time. So the training ground was up the road. The ground was up the road. The, the new stadium. It was all going well. But Chelsea just put a kibosh on it. And I went back there and then things just didn't happen the way I wanted it to. Yeah. All right. Well, b- before Dylan comes in, I j- just want to ask you about... Um, Alan Pardew, but you mentioned him already. Martin Allen, he's been a guest. Um, yeah, be great, be great to get Alan on at, at, at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, we've had Martin on as a guest, and you know everyone knows he's a big character in football. He's sort of like Wally Downs, kind of took on his his type of role a, a bit further along the line. But you know what was what was Alan like um, as a manager, and and what was what was Martin like? You know what, Alan as a manager, for me, I respect him highly. He come and took a chance on me, took me out of Chelsea, wanted me to play. Um, obviously, there's there's people that rate him, there's people that don't rate him. But for me personally, yeah, uh, he played me, he had confidence in me. He let me do and the things that I wanted to do. There was no pressure on me when I came, even though we were, we were in a bit of a dogfight at the time. There was no pressure. He just said, go out, play. I've seen you do it in the reserves that... At Chelsea, you've had a couple of games in the first team. Just go out and do what you've got to do. And that that basically gave me the, the the platform I needed. I just wanted to be happy. Everybody knows if you're an happy footballer, you get the best out of people. And and I was happy at Reading. Um, but going on to Martin Allen, yeah, there was some... Yeah, he, he, he's a tough, he's a hard taskmaster. But he's he's what... They, they worked as sort of like good cop, bad cop, if that made sense. Um one would be the, the, the nice guy and Martin Allen would come in and if you weren't doing it, he'd tell you. But he was he was old school, which at that time, nowadays, you can't do that. You can't go ripping into the players. They just don't accept it. But back then, it gave me a foundation. Um, it made me grow up because I was still a kid, but it made me grow up. And uh, yeah, some of the things we did, Preston away was the one when he made us warm up in the Preston end. That was uh, that's, that's, that's something to remember. That we are, I think Butts had just signed, and he said to me, "There was a few few of the kids that we had a youngish sort of bench." I think, 
And he said, when I, when I want you to go out, he said, go down the Preston end and w start warming up there. And I was like, what? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I was like, oh, my God. So I've gone out with a few of the lads thinking, is he just going to wind up or what? And he, he was serious. Rest of the lads come out there. There was there, there was like 40 odd players running around in one bit, subs, coaches. It was all sorts. We ended up getting escorted back down to our end. And I think we nicked a result. But it was his mentality of upsetting them and and giving us the sort of like the G up that we needed. But yeah, he he, he was he was different. But I used to do Martin Allen soccer schools. So when I turned pro, I helped him do that as well, turning up as being the ex-pro to come down and dish out the awards. But yeah, I, I love both of it. The good cop, bad cop thing was brilliant. Yeah. And, and Dylan, go on then. I'll, um, do you want to come in now? Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's it's, it's not, the beauty about this is, you know, you listen to different perspectives. But you know, each time I always pick something, um, you know, a similarity to where how my career were, and you know, yeah. I signed at United. Uh, it's, it's exactly the same. I signed at Leeds United, um, and I I couldn't get in the team. You know, Gary Speed, rest his soul, Tony Dorigo, Jim Beglin. I couldn't get in on that left hand side of midfield. Stevie Hodge. When he came, it was very, very difficult. And I went out to Blackpool on loan and I had three months there, wonderful months, and Blackpool wanted to sign me. And uh, Leeds wanted 90,000 quid back in 90, 1992. And Blackpool mm -hmm. said, no chance, I can't afford that. And um, where it worked out for me, because a year later, I ended up signing for Reading and I asked the Blackpool manager, you know, what were Reading like? And I actually signed for Reading and had the best three years, uh, you know, of my football career there. Did you have any regrets? I, I never had any regrets about going to Blackpool because obviously I had a sign for Blackpool. I want to come to Reading and I won't be on this podcast right now. So when you yeah. when you said that you wanted they wanted to sign you and they had to go back to Chelsea, but then the next day they sent you to that wonderful paradise uh, on the east coast of, uh, <laughs> of Umberside or it used to be Yorkshire, Grimsby. I mean... I remember going to Grimsby and Cleethorpes as a kid and I hated it. In summer, it still pitched it down with rain and it snowed. I mean, how, mm. how, how did you feel that, you know, you, you were wanted by a club so much, but it didn't work out because of the, the money? And then obviously they, 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 they fed you out to Grimsby. I was, I was more angry because I overheard the conversation between uh, Alan and I, I'm not going to name names at Chelsea. I'm not going to put people in it. But I heard the conversation. And part of the conversation was, even though I just signed a three-year deal, it, it, it was our first team in the next couple of years. So I heard that personally. Sorry, Mark, so then, can I say that again? Because it just cut out there. So I, I was with uh, Alan in the, in, the, in the manager's office when he phoned Chelsea and asked about price, da -da 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 -da, this, that and the other. And I'm not going to drop people's names in here. I'm not going to pe throw people under the bus. But the... The, the wording that come back was, listen, he's not going to be in our first team within the next two years. So it was hard to take. Yeah, and I knew, that, I, I knew that Alan wasn't going to sign. So I'd burst into the first team, if you want to call it burst onto the first team, scored at Tottenham. My contract was due to expire and I'd only signed a three-year deal and I'd made some appearances. Then another three-year deal come and I was like, I'm going to sign. I'm feeling confident. Da -da 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 -da. Then they sent me out on loan. And then to hear that at, at the young age I was, was it, it was hard to take. So 
lo and behold, you go back with your boots the following day. And I bumped into the person in the corridor and he come walking down towards me and said, all right, how are you? Yeah, bloody, bloody, blah, good time at Reading, this, that and the other. And I sort of said things, I just had it out in the open. And I said, listen, you've just cost me to move. I'm, I, I'm not happy. I need something sorted straight away. You've ruined it basically with a few other expletives in there. Um, and then they turned around and said, right, train. So I went out to train. My head weren't with it. My head wasn't with it because I've just been, it, it, it's, I'm not going to say it cost me a career because other things have happened in that. It's cost me a move, first team football. You don't know what happens. That, that little break that you get, I might have ended up playing 300 games for Reading. You don't know. Um, and then they come in, I'll come in after training and he said, look, Grimsby are coming for you. Do you want to go to Grimsby? And my head at the time weren't right. And I just said, yeah, I'm going. And literally just jumped in the motor when I got some gear and went straight up to, to Grimsby. But yeah, it, it, it hurt. It hurt. But that's like any pro footballer. It, when you're happy and you're playing and someone tells you you can't carry on doing what you're doing, it, it's a killer. And you look at all the young kids nowadays going through, through that. They go out on loan, smash it, come back to their parent club, stuck in the under 23s or whatever it is it's even harder now than it is when we play hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And what was the difference, at, you know, when you were at Chelsea and at Reading? Okay, you know, obviously Chelsea, Chelsea, Reading, you know, but, you know, from a, from a coaching perspective, from a, from, a, from a place, from your perspective as a player, did you get the support from Chelsea? Did you get support from, like, Sapadu and, 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 and Martin Allen? And obviously you got the support from the fans and the players around you at Reading. You know, what was the difference there? You know, because when I was at Leeds, when I was at Leeds, you know, the, it, we, we were together. And then when I went to Blackpool, we were the same. We, we were together. I mean, I had a great experience. But what was it like for you as a player? You know, yeah. when, when, I, when I left and I went, went to Reading on loan, you got obviously the first team boys, Wisey and all that. They, they, they turn around and say, good luck. Look, listen, go and fill your boots, basically. Do well. Train hard. And then you go to somewhere where you sort of, you're not on the periphery of things. You're in it. You yeah. are part of it. You, you, you walk into the chat. I walked into the change room the first day. I think they were training at a place called Teal at the time. Is it Teal? T-H-E-A-L-E? Something Teal. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were training there, I believe. And I walked in the change room. My, my kit was laid out. Hello, Mark. How are you? Yeah, bloody, bloody, bloody. This is your number. Yeah. Can we do a few pictures, interviews? This, and it, it just makes you grow. Like it, I, I become. I'm only five foot ten. I become six foot eight. Like yeah. you, 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 you got uh, obviously Alan Pardew and, and Martin Allen knowing what I can do that brought me into the club. Just basically saying to me, just go and play. Now to have that as a youngster is is something that every youngster wants. No pressure. No pressure. Just go and play. Um, I've got a phone call after scoring in the first game. Um, from a general manager saying like, well done. But after that, I didn't have anything until the phone calls went across where I was sitting in the, sitting in the office. So I think sometimes when 
back back in the day, you're out of sight, out of mind. It, it, if you, if they don't, if they, if you're not at the training ground, causing not havoc, but trying to push your place forward and trying to itch to go somewhere on loan or try and get a move. If you're out and you're away on loan, you're a problem out of their head. Yeah, I agree. I agree there. Like I say, it's, it's, it's a mirror image, you know, from from what you were saying. And again, this is why we we do these podcasts because you know it's it's interesting from from a fan's perspective to know, like you say, you know, you came on loan, had a wonderful time, and that uh, you wanted to stay. That's the worst thing. You were mm. you were happy to stay there, mm. you know, and yeah. uh, I was happy. But I was happy to go to Blackpool. I remember my agent at the time. You know, we, he, he, I think he asked for some. Some he asked for Premier League wages, and they couldn't afford the transfer fee, which ninety grand back in the day is not, you know, the millions that they do now. Yeah. But it was, it was like my agent, you know, he actually priced me out, and I was really, really angry with him. And I said, "Listen, I don't want you to be representing me anymore, because I wanted to go to Blackpool, you know, because I enjoyed it, I loved it, you know." And uh, like I say, you know, to, how football works. Like you say you, you feel ten foot tall when you're playing. Week in, week out, you're part of a squad. You know, I and and I, even though I was part of the lead squad, I was always the 14th man because there was only two mm. subs on the bench that, that in them days. But you, you never felt, you know, you felt dejected and gutted when, and then you go on loan and play every week, you know, and then he, and then you have to go back to Leeds uh, and 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 be in the reserves again. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the hardest thing, mate. It really is. You you know as well as I do. Like I, we're going to different. Like I was in every FA Cup squad up to the final, and then I was out of the squad for the final. I was up oh, to yeah. every. I was every Coca-Cola Cup squad up to the final, out in the final, European Cup winners' cup, every squad, up until the final, didn't make the eighteen. I can't. I, 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 I mean, I can imagine how you feel because I missed the playoff final uh, mm. against Bolton Wanderers, and I played ninety-eight percent of the games. I played, you know, mm. and then all of a sudden the James tactics. I was devastated with the her, the most hardest thing I've ever had to accept, but hated it every moment. But I mean, what you're just saying there, I mean, that would have killed me to be honest. Uh, you, know, Mark, I, you know, it's like it's like you said, isn't it? You know, who knows? You could have, you could have gone on to to. Like we've we've just been doing the the, the Reading Legends um, eleven, and you know who knows maybe he could have been in in that. Uh, you, you just don't know what what could have happened. It's just one of those sort of sliding doors moments, isn't it? I mean, Johnny, do you want to yeah. sort of come in? Yeah, as I say, Mark, you, when you came, I was, I was at that show, that Jordan game, I and mean, that was kind of a a great comeback game. You mentioned a guy there earlier, Darren Kasky. Um, he's one of my favourite players at the time. What was he like to play with? Yeah, yeah. Uh, technique wise, uh, unbelievable. Um, he he had he had he done things that other people couldn't do with a ball. Do you know what I mean? But he was also uh, a top bloke. Um, yeah. Looked after me. Knew that I was a youngster coming from a what you'd call a big club at the time. There was no sort of like leaving me out and letting me sit on my own or straight away mixed in with the boys and. Back in the day, Dylan say you could play cards on the back of the coach, and and you could do that. It was straight in with the lads, back of the coach. Keith Scott was there at the time. Um, we it, it was great banter, and to for them and him to make me feel that wanted straight away. Obviously helped. I've gone and scored. I've three goals in seven games. I'm relaxed. I'm happy, and 
you, you can just see it in a player. It doesn't matter what player it is. If they're scoring goals, they're happy and they're playing. You, they, they, they go from a 6 out of 10 to an 8, 9 out of 10 every week. Yeah, because it's, it's a confidence, yeah. isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah, and, and you, you talked about um, Darren Kasky there. Who, who did you rate as, as the best players or the players you enjoyed playing with the most at Reading during your time there? Oh, he was one, yeah. Um, uh, Mark, Martin Williams as well. Like it, he was, he was decent. He, he he was a good player. There, there was like Andy Gurney. He was there at, at the time. I think he was a right back. Um, he went on to Swindon and places like that. But they were what I call grafters for each other. There was no sort of like outrageous flair where someone didn't help each other in the game. Someone didn't chase back for each other. Everybody dug in and you could probably see that with the results. We nicked a few results here and there and it, 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 they they were mates on the pitch and they were mates off the pitch. You know, yeah. it, it, it was sort of like a little mini family. Yeah. And and you, you did end up playing quite a lot of games for Chelsea, but I'm, I'm guessing it, you know, must've been quite, tough or really tough at times with so much competition for places, you know, so many great players at Chelsea at the time that you were there. Yeah, you still you, you still think you're going to break through though, you know, you you get a few goals, you get confidence, you go in, you, I scored two against Coventry, I thought I was a definite starter the following week, I was put on the bench, I was like, you know, when your head's blown then, you're thinking like, um, but then I, I played a lot under uh, Rude Hullet, I played a lot under him, um, he come out of a statement in the paper that I could have, I, I had a bit of an arrogance about me that I could have gone and played in the San Siro at 21 years of age and not been bothered. Um, and then he obviously got sacked and Gianluca Vialli come in and took over and he didn't fancy me. It, managers fancy players, they don't fancy players. It still goes on now. It's, yeah. If your face fits at the right time, yeah. And, and you scored, um, you mentioned it, you scored against Spurs in a, in a 6-1 win for Chelsea, didn't you? Which was obviously a, yeah. a nice, nice nice result for any any Chelsea fan. But what what was your your best goal for Chelsea? Um, I'll probably say my, uh, I'll say my first one against Coventry, I would say. Because um, I can't edit, I can't edit for Toffee, so... It, 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 we were 1-0 down and he, he he brought me on and he said just his actual words were just he, he sort of like just, just go out there and just try and nick us a goal and I was like alright fair enough so I was playing sort of like in the hole and um, it went out wide the ground and so and he, he's whipped a ball in and I sort of like found myself about eight yards out and it was coming plumb on my head and I thought oh my god I, I can't edit I'm, I'm, <laughs> that was one of my like, the worst things about my game and I thought just go back across him just go back across him I sort of like guided it back across him and it, it went in, it pulled us level. Then I nicked, nicked another one and uh, we went on to win the game 3-1. But yeah, I, I was never a, a good goal scorer at heading, but yeah, I'll take that one for sure. Yeah, Dylan, do you want to come back in? I was actually good. I'm, I'm, I'm like listening, but I'm, I'm watching my team are playing in the uh, semi-final of the Ned Bank Cup, which we won last year. And he's, he, he's seen his... Um, Oh, he's just gone off off camera. He my, my, my he was saying he was saying that he's five foot ten. There's a, one of my players who scored the winning goal in the cup final. Is 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 this guy here? Don't know if you can see him. He's five foot five. Oh wow! He's fat and what a player! What a player! And he's, he's he, he weighs about three stone. Went through. 
but what a player! <laughs> but um, no, I mean, do you know what the, the best thing about you know all the, all the the former players, you know, that we've had on on the show, that spirit that you had in the dressing room, that family, the success that Reading have had, and I don't know if you, Johnny, and you, Mark, Mark uh, agree, but everybody has has come on and seen that the atmosphere in the dressing room were great. It was like a family club, and you know, every all the players were like family. They they meant something to each other. I, it's, that's the same as when I was at Reading. Everybody, you know, the the banter, the the crack in the dressing room, the the crack in Utopia and 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 Washington Heights and Valbons. We were all there. It's it, it's it's so nice to hear that the successful Reading sides have always had that banter in the dressing room and that togetherness. And did you did you get to Utopia, Mark? Or was it shut down by then? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, they, I probably was there once. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, like like you say that. I think it's happened for the last few games of the season this year. They they seem to have come together again, haven't they? Like they've got a bit of a bonding, and whether that is they've had, it's not going to be go out and go down the pub and have sixteen pints together now, is it? But do you know what I mean? No. They might have had a, they might have gone and had a round of golf together. They might have gone out for a meal. But you see, they they nicked a few results, got themselves safe. But yeah, it was always it was always a nice club to be at. There was no like animosity between the players. If someone was out and someone was in, there was always a pat on the back to say, "Look, all the best." There weren't no yeah. like, yeah. Mm. And, and Mark, do you still do you still sort of follow your old clubs? You sort of seeing how Reading are getting on? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I follow the ones I've been at. Well. If you if you go non-league wise, I don't because I had about four hundred clubs. I think, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, the, the the pro clubs obviously I have a look at, um, and I keep an eye on the ones in Scotland that I've played for. But yeah. but yeah, the, the the main one was obviously where I settled at Reading, and then obviously I keep yeah. an eye out at Chelsea. But I, I, I ain't a fan of Chelsea. I'm a yeah. Liverpool fan. Look at looking, oh, no. looking back now at your, <laughs> your time at Reading. Um, you know, how would you sum that up? What What was your, your your highlights, and what do you remember about that time? Uh, scoring goals, uh, being wanted. Um, the the fan the, the fans took to me as well. Um, as soon as I scored the goal, it's all, they're always going to take to you when you score on your debut. If you're an attacking midfielder or centre forward, you score on your debut, you sort of become half a hero anyway. Even after that, I, I had two chances against Blackpool, I think, on the uh, the following game. It might have been a Saturday. Two chances close close in and one got blocked and I blazed one over the bar. But I didn't get no adverse reaction. It was like, uh, all right, it's Mr. Chance. Then we go to Bristol Rovers, I nick two. And then it it, 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 it was like, yes, it, we want him. And I'm like, ready, here we go, here we go, I'm ready to come. And then it was like, no chance. It's the, the, they outright me they ruined it and I know it's a harsh thing to say but whether it had an effect on my career or not I don't know because after that going to Grimsby my my head weren't right yeah yeah Dylan, what, do you, do what, you, go on Dylan yeah what happened why did why did why did it not go right at Grimsby um well but for you mentally probably the the, the Probably the first few few days I was up there, I probably wasn't in the right state of mind due to the fact that everything had fallen through at, at Reading. So I'd gone up there. I was 
they were like, yeah. And I actually had the, the 10 shirt. They gave me the 10 shirt. They went, there's your 10 shirt. And they made me feel welcome as well. Then I'm not saying they were a bad club because they weren't. They made me feel welcome. And they put me up in the hotel, made sure everything was how I wanted it and exactly that. And then I, then I played the first few games um, and they, they were in a proper relegation battle. Um, and then it was still in the back of my mind about Reading, is there anything going to happen? And I'm on my phone to, to, to the agent saying, like, what, what's happening? Is anything moving? Are balls rolling? So you're only 80% concentrated on what you should be doing because the other 20% in your head's going, I don't really want to be here because I wanted to be somewhere else. Um, I'm not saying I didn't put 100% in at Grimsby because I tried every game and I would never throw a shirt in or, or throw the towel in at any side. Um, but you always had that lingering thing in the back of my head. Is there going to be a phone call saying, look, they dropped the price, get back down here, we're going to go. Uh, so that that's probably where I say my head weren't mentally right and it weren't probably 100%. Johnny, do you, yeah. do you, want, to, do you want to come in, Johnny, with a, a final question? Yeah. Mark? Look, talking about mental health in football there, obviously like from what you said back when you were playing, there doesn't seem to be the support. Do you think it's improved over the last 20 years that players' mental health is being catered for? Yeah, so uh, if, if you're going on to that, so I have my own soccer school um, in Essex and I try to be involved with or try and get involved with academy players that are coming out um, because that, that, that time that they get told, no, it's not no good for you, you're, you're not wanted here, you need an arm around the shoulder. So I think it's got better. I think there's people like myself and people that run their own soccer schools or consultants or whatever you want to call them that can help these kids, whether it's being pushing them into a decent non-league standard, getting them another club as pro. You don't want these kids falling out of the game completely because yeah. that, there's talent everywhere, as you know. If you get a knockback, you've got to be able to bounce back. And I try mm -hmm. to give a bit of support to the players that are trained I've got my own under nine team, uh, sorry, under 11 team. Um, and I've just started working uh, alongside uh, Workhorse Generation. Um, they're going to be involved with uh, Colchester Football Club and um, they're offering support to, to players and um, people coming out and even people that work. So they're, they're a charity-based um, <clears throat> hub in Essex. And uh, I'm on board with those and it seems to be working well at the moment. Yeah. All right. Well, Mark, well, fantastic. Thanks for, for joining us and telling us about your time at Reading. But, you know, who knows what, what might have been. And um, so thanks for sharing your story with us. And a quick reminder that on tomorrow's episode, our guest is former Reading Chronicle sports editor, Roger Ware. So for now, I just want to say um, thanks ever so much to, to Mark for joining us. No, thanks, lads. Appreciate it. It's been a good chat. Sports Social Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 